the Life Cycle Lady Podcast, a place to be to talk about all that we wonder, whisper, and wish we knew about our bodies, hormones, and life cycle changes. In this space, I offer vulnerability, wisdom, connection, and helpful transformational mind, body, spirit tools. Please join me as I take the stigma out, stop the whisper, and speak out loud. Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to episode number 17. Today I have one of my very favorite people on talking with me about getting out of our bodies, getting out of our box that we live in within our bodies, um, talking about our relationship with exercise, and asking a lot of what-ifs and dropping some inspiring seeds of change and wisdom about how we operate within these bodies and sending lots of love. So Zoe, before we get in our chat, she is a certified professional trainer and a movement educator specializing in pre and postnatal fitness and post rehab exercise. Zoe is the creator of Strong as a Mother, a pelvic health specialist and midwife recommended postnatal fitness program that addresses core and pelvic floor health through whole body alignment and one of which I have taken as a midwife and as a um, participant and thought it was amazing and life-changing. Zoe's practice is transformed by her work as a professional dancer, a mom of two, an advanced melt method instructor, and restorative exercise um, specialist through Katie Bowman and the Nutritious Movement. Zoe loves helping people reclaim their bodies, get out of pain, and feel empowered to keep it that way. She knows what it feels like to be broken and loves showing people that there is a way out and a path to deep healing, transformation, and strength, whether it's coming back after pregnancy, cancer treatment, chronic pain, injury, a day at the office, or even just feeling the effects of age. Zoe is excited, as am I, to launch her new online studio in 2020, so make sure you check that out. And without further ado, let's start our chat. All right. Hello, Miss Zoe. Hello. Um, so before we dive into a bunch of questions that I <laughs> created this morning for you, I wanted to first start out by maybe just talking a little bit about your history um, or your evolution with movement in general. Great. <laughs> That's my whole life right there. My yeah, I know. I know. As I was like making that question, I'm like, so she's going to go back from when she was born. <laughs> yeah. My whole life is history movement. Um, no, I mean, I started my, my first sense of movement, I think, was uh, I started dancing when I was seven, which is actually later than, you know, a lot of kids start at four or five. But um, I started dancing just a ballet class once a week when I was seven, and that stuck. I was a very shy child. Hmm. for whatever reason it was fun it served me and then I kept dancing and kept dancing I danced through college and in college I also Hmm. figured hey I love I love using my body as my instrument I don't play a musical instrument this is what I have so the the interest to study that um, was definitely sparked in college studying biomechanics and anatomy and physiology and fresh out of school, I became a personal trainer thinking, well, I don't want to, I don't want to wait tables. I want to keep studying the body and work with movement while I'm also pursuing a dance career in New York City. So personal training was, was where I headed toward. And so that got me, that was my start into the fitness world. And I just noticed right from the beginning that everyone was 
my experience with my own body was, oh, it feels so good to move. Like that's when I felt the most free and alive was through movement and through my body and expression, full expression. And I felt I was kind of always in that embodied sort of experience. But as I started to enter the fitness world, I noticed that's not how most people exist. <laughs> it seemed like I was a little surprised, like, oh, okay. So, so there's that disconnection between mind and body that I think happens all the time that I started to see. And then there was this whole idea that people go in the fitness world for, for health and longevity. Like that's what we're promised as we enter that world. Um, but what really happens and what I really was seeing was, oh, I can't do that because my knee hurts. I can't do that because my neck hurts. I can't do that because my shoulder injury. And I can't do that because my hip injury, my ankle, my, like just the list went on and on and my low back. And so as a personal trainer, we're not physical therapists. We are just taught, well, you have to, you know, you just kind of avoid the problem. So, okay, don't do that movement. If it hurts, don't do it. Yeah. And I just, even then, this is almost two decades ago, I just, it didn't make sense to me. It didn't seem like, why, why should we have to give up movement? I want to help people find their way back into movement and, and, and see that there, there's this other way to exist in our bodies and we can bring that through everyday life because I enjoy it so much. So from the beginning, I've always had an interest in, can we, how can we get rid of the pain? So if people are coming to fitness and having all these pain and injury things and giving up movement, how can we reverse that? How can we get back into movement and get back into those motions and get out of pain and feel good and alive? And then, so I had that kind of career and was always seeking out, how do we get out of pain? Um, and then I had my own experience basically my whole life, I've never had to, before this point, I've never had to feel un very uncomfortable in my own body. Like I, I never had many injuries. I always had a lot of tools because of my studies to get out of injuries and to prevent and all that. So I didn't have to deal with much inside my body. It was always a good place to exist. It always felt nice. But then several years ago, as you know, I had a run in with colorectal cancer, a pretty nasty run in. Um, and the treatment for that is, it's, it's awful. It's just horrible. And it just like over and over again, it broke me mentally, physically. It just broke me over and over and over again. And my attitude going into it was like, okay, that's okay. I can be broken. I, I think I'll, I'll be able to figure out how to put it back together and I'm not going to give things up. And I'm not like, I want to get it back and then I'll be able to teach others. So then I had to go through kind of my own transformation of, and my own breakdown and rebuild of everything. And I had done that to a tiny extent after my own children and had been working with new moms a lot about healing in the core and pelvic floor, but I didn't have a hard time with that because I knew so much. But this was a really hard time. This was a feeling like I'm dying from the inside out. This was between chemo and radiation and, and four surgeries, four abdominal surgeries. It just, completely broke me so many times. And I, I had to remind myself that I'm not my body, even though I'd had this whole experience of I am my body and it feels so good and da 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 da. So I had to find the other side to this coin that I think had been missing. And so now I've been putting it all together and bringing dance. I had left dance for a while after performing for a while. And now I've been over the past few years, dance has been a way that and just moving in fun ways has been a way that I've gotten back into myself. And so now my big thing is looking back at the fitness world and saying, you guys, there's so many ways we are not serving people anymore. 
modern living has us living in captivity, modern life, it, exercise gets put in these little corners. If your whole life is this big room that you're sitting in right now, you've just boxed exercise up and stuck it in a tiny little corner and said, here's where this belongs. And I'm saying part of my message now is like, hey, can we not be so bossy? There's not only three ways to move your body. There's not only squats, lunges, and an overhead press or a bench press. There's other ways to move and be strong in the world. And can we spread that out throughout your whole life and get out of the cages that we're in? And that's been part of my experience coming back into my own body after in my healing process has been, there, there were a lot of times where there were so many things I can't do. So it was had to be all about, well, what can I do to get back in? Because I can't do, can't do this, this, and this, but I can still move. And then usual fitness world would say, well, I can't do a squat. It hurts my knee. So I can't exercise kind of thing. So I think that's kind of where it is, how it's evolved over time. I've been bringing a little bit more kind of play into my movement practice, but still definitely that foundation of let's get out of pain. Let's understand your body better, turn some lights on and feel good to live life to the fullest. We're alive now. We have bodies. They're functioning decent. Let's do this better. Um, for those of you that are listening, I wish you all could see Zoe as she's talking because I am watching her talk and move with her body as she speaks almost every word. Um, and it's funny because we had talked about, are you going to record this like audio or just video as well? And, uh, and now that we're, we are doing both, um, now I'm like tempted to get this out in the world just to see how she occupies her space. Um, also like 50,000 questions came to my head as you were talking. Um, so let's see if I can dial it in. Um, one of the things that I love that you say that really, really speaks to me, um, and I know speaks to many people, but is this idea of bossy. Bossiness in the fitness world, bossiness in how we move our bodies, bossiness in, um, I think for me personally, I think you know this, it's, it kept me from movement for a long time. I don't like bossiness. I don't like it at all. Um, and it when I would go to a class or do something for my body, like sure, I would get the adrenaline or um, the hormones up and I would feel really, really good. The endorphins, not adrenaline, endorphins. Um, but I would, there's the bossiness. I would always like, I would get it. I would come out with an ache in my hip or come out with this thing hurting rather than actually feeling good. And after working with you, I, I always come out like, Oh, I have a new body. I just worked with Zoe, you know, there's, there's just this difference. So if you could talk a little bit more about the bossy culture and how for people who can't even like touch what a different way would be trying to invite them into this other space. Sure. Yeah. So the typical fitness world is and modern life is we sit and sit and sit and sit and stand and like do minor things with our bodies in everyday life. And then we have our half hour or hour of exercise. And for most of us that takes some form of like going to the gym or going to a class and in that class or in the gym, like there's several movements. Like even if it's yoga, it's like, here's a pose, put your arm in this very particular place, yada, yada. Here's a squat. Do your knees have to be in this specific spot? Your butt has to be here, yada, yada. And 
And I feel like, to me as a dancer, it's like, yes, there is a time and a place for bossy. And I do get really bossy yeah. in terms of, let me help you find a, like a, a more efficient way to turn on lights that have been turned off. There's a lot of common patterns that I see over and over again, like the glutes are off, the core is off, alignment is funky. And I'm teaching specifically to kind of re, to help the body to reorganize the way that it was kind of born into, the way that we used to move when we move more, more of the time. So that's when I get bossy. But I also like to, to say like, yes, there is a squat and there's a good form for it. So you don't bother your knees too much, but there's also a way to give you power back to say there's more to life and movement than just those very specific positions of exercise. And there's way to, ways to be strong and play with gravity and, and without like, here's my push up. This is how I strengthen my chest. And so I've been, and there's a lot of natural movement practices out there. Um, one of my teachers, Katie Bowman, does a lot of work with more natural movement. So you can imagine like crawling around like a bear and, and just there's a lot more play and using gravity as your friend and not having to have fancy equipment or a whole lot of time. Um, and so even like a down dog, let's just say down dog, like it's a common yoga position. And there's, you know, the holding of the position. And you, occasionally you'll get to a class where they're like, tread your feet, and so there's movement there. I might take that and say, just move with your hands and your feet on the floor. How can you move your spine or your hips or your ribs and just experience, it's still strengthening. It's still, it's doing a lot of the same things that downward dog would do. But it's also getting you to feel and sense your body and notice what feels good and okay. Because sometimes when you are going through injury, there's going to be certain things that don't feel okay yet. So it's a way to kind of back off, but still build strength where it's ready. And so there's like any position you could start to play or move or dance more. It doesn't have to be so rigid all the time. And so someone else telling you how it should be and how you should look and what you should do and how you should feel, but giving you a little bit more power to say, Yes, and here's some other movement possibilities that maybe you haven't thought of since you were a kid. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's, it's funny because when <clears throat> what you sparked into me, yes, you're a little bossy in that you, when you work with Zoe, she does say, oh, what if you did this and move it that way? But to me, it was never bossy. It always felt like curiosity. It always sparked the inner curiosity of like, oh, can I find that place she's talking about? What can I do to find that place to try and turn it on um, and discover this dark hole from, from much of what it was like me? I was like, I don't even think that place exists. But like, where can I find that within me? So it, it felt like a curiosity. And for those of you that are listening in real time, we are recording this right after the new year. So for me, when I think about people in like new year's resolutions and things, people want results. People want different 
patterns and that means often going to the gym and taking some sort of a movement thing but it doesn't really last because it's not sparking that curiosity it's not sparking that play it's not I'm looking at my sign in front of me says joy it's not sparking their joy they want those damn results and they're gonna go and get bossed around to those results and then they're not their bodies are gonna be like you know, screw you, I don't really like this very much, and they're not going to want to stick with it, right? It just, it's not sparking any, like, inner fire and joy and curiosity. It's just, like, kind of putting them in a different box from the box they were in. And so, well, I mean, I wasn't going to go here now, but <laughs> you are actually st um, starting a, a movement adventure. Um, is that what you're calling it? Yeah, you, yeah, you helped me name it. The, yeah. the morning movement adventures. Yeah, for the new year. So I, I am super excited about this and super inspired by it. Um, and one of the things you had said at the very beginning even was like movement vitamins. So just different ways of being with movement on a daily basis that, yes, you're going to teach it, right, or inspire it, but that it can also even go like, it doesn't have to be in the box on the screen. It can like travel with you throughout your day. And that's one of the, the biggest pieces and gifts that you've ever given me is that movement now, I mean, I've always been a mover I love hiking I like the kinds of movement but I found more like play and movement in my life like all the time and I even watch my kids I'm like oh they're down on the ground doing this I'm gonna get down on the ground and do that too because it makes our bodies feel alive and better so if you can talk more about what you're up to with that um with your movement adventure great yeah so this was inspired because again, one of the ways that I kind of picked myself back up and put myself back together was through bringing dance back into my life. We talked about, I don't know, it was you that was telling me about some cultures, you know, when, when they see a body with disease in it, they will ask, when did you stop singing? When did you stop dancing? And, you know, I was looking for ways on so many levels to start over and to refresh and to heal. And so I did... I was dancing throughout my whole cancer journey and all through all the treatment when I could, as I could. And chemotherapy was like dying again and again every other week. And then, you know, I'd be in bed for long periods of time. But then as I worked my way back, I would turn on some music and just, even if I was mostly on the floor and rolling around, but just getting back, like calling my soul back, <laughs> back into my body every time. And just like, just doing what I, what I could. And more recently, I sprained my ankle really bad because now that I feel great, I was trying to be a ninja warrior and a ninja <laughs> person um, and doing great, but just landed horribly from a really fun, exciting jump. And it was a really bad sprain. So for a long time, I've had a kind of a bum ankle. I can't run. There's a lot of things I cannot do, but I can dance. And the physical therapist was laughing at me because I, even though I, could, I was limping still, I couldn't walk. And he's like, what do you mean you're dancing every day? I'm like, there's so many things I can do without an ankle. <laughs> like, of course I'm dancing every day. And this became part of my morning ritual. And I was noticing it just brought so much. So it started to become not only a movement wake up, so a warm up for my body so that throughout the day it was easier to do more things. Like I didn't feel like I was stuck in tight and couldn't do a small little five minute movement practice because 
sometimes that happens when I get to the afternoon and I haven't moved. It feels like, oh, but everything's so icky and it's, I feel like I'm in a cage and it feels hard. Mm -hmm. In the morning, if I start with movement and dance and play and exploring what my body wants and needs for that morning, then I find throughout the day that just keeps coming up. Like I could go and do a headstand against the wall anytime I wanted because it's just like, it's not, oh, I'm going to hurt my neck if I do that because I'm not warmed up. So that was one benefit that I was seeing. Um, another was just, oh, it was focus. Like I, I, I don't think I've ever had a great idea just sitting down. Sometimes, you know, like resting or relaxing or clearing my mind. Um, but a lot of my best ideas come while I'm walking or moving. So it became kind of a clarity piece, a listening to my body and what it deeply wanted. So this whole, all of my ideas that have come around this, piece kind of came to me while I was doing all this um and it just goes so well hand in hand with all of the the ideas that I've been playing more and more with with how can I encourage people to get out of that bossy zone and remember kind of remember who they are and what they're capable of remember what it's like to be in your body because I think a lot of us forget if we've been kind of in our heads for a long time because it can be very powerful, again, throughout the whole life, or throughout the whole day, throughout your whole environment. Um, so clarity was another big one that it sort of brought with me. It, it became, you know, gratitude practices are such a big deal right now. Everyone's like, oh, if you want to, you know, change your life, you have to have this gratitude practice. And a lot of people sit there, you know, with a pen and write it down. And I was like, you know what? This is my gratitude practice. I don't need to write stuff down. This is me waking up every day, kind of saying, thank God I am alive. I am alive and I can move. And that is kind of the greatest thing in the whole world right now. And so moving in the morning becomes my gratitude practice too. Um, trying to think of what else, what else it's really helped. It's just so on so many levels. Really brings a lot to my day. So at a very physical level, finding more space in my body and more movement throughout my day. On the um, mental level, it does help provide clarity. Almost like I did morning pages for a while, right? A lot of maybe a lot of your listeners might know the artist way in morning pages and writing and journaling. That this became kind of all of it. At some point I was like, oh, but I want to do, I want to move and exercise every morning. I want to meditate every morning and I want to journal every morning. And that's too much. Like, <laughs> like I was noticing I can't. And then at some point I was, well, maybe if I just pick one and then the dance, the dance thing became all three. Like it became almost a way to journal and like let things come out and up. It became mm -hmm. a way to, and I'd write, I do with a piece of paper nearby and it became a, um, a movement practice and it became a, a meditation because it was deeply listening and can be quiet. Yeah. So yeah, I just, it was my, I got excited to share that with a lot of people. I had done a little freebie talking more about bossy movement vitamins and this is a way to bring it in more community for a longer period of time to create a real habit um, and a longer period of time to learn more it's like learning about the possibilities right it's not super bossy it's hey did you notice you've started to give up this movement what if you closed your eyes got into your body and felt your whole spine move like you know i use a lot of imagery like lights you know like you can make a little light show with every vertebra in your spine behind you 
and just using different ways of moving and playing to wake up ideas and possibilities and movement. So doing that over time and with community. Yeah. So that's all those reasons. Cause I did a, like a breath work collective that was similar where we would do a, just every morning do breath work together. It was all over the world. And I was like, I want to do something like this with what I've been doing. Yeah. So that's how morning movement of teachers. Well, I'm excited about it. Like super, super excited about it. Um, January 24th. January 4th. And I'm going to put the links wherever you're listening to this, whatever platform, there will be a link to go and see. Um, super cheap, like less than a meal out by far. Um, and an amazing way. So what, what I, this is my story with movement is I, I hate movement. <laughs> so he knows this. I don't anymore, but I did when I first came to see Zoe. I love hiking. I love that kind of stuff. Like I love moving, but I don't love, I don't know. I don't love super being in my body all the time. I didn't at that time. Um, it was, you know, after my third baby, fourth baby, and it was quite rough. Um, and so one of the things that I found through Zoe is movement is not just a way to, like I came to her for results to make my body feel better, which I 100% got like after one session. But I also found along the way embodiment. So I found along the way the emotions that had gotten stuck, which is probably why I wasn't really wanting to move my body so much. Um, and I was able to find integration and embodiment. And so when you describe this practice, I'm like, yes, of course, you don't need to journal because you're expressing yourself through, like that's what journaling is, expression, right? Um, or discovering, and that's what you're doing through what you're up to. It's like an integrative practice that covers all the bases um, that I'm so, so excited about. And I have to say, and Zoe knows this about me too, I, I love dancing actually also, but I get, I, am, I get really nervous dancing in front of people. I think that's a really common thing. Um, I have to close my eyes. I have to like have my space. And um, I think that a lot of, what I know is a lot of people, the whispers that I hear from a lot of women, that's kind of what I talk about, right? What are people whispering about? Is that we're afraid of that expression we're afraid of of dancing in some ways we're afraid of like kind of being in our bodies um and i i don't really fully know what that is the meaning behind that for everyone for me it was just afraid of feeling those feelings right and letting them come out um but for those of us that are afraid of dance that are afraid of kind of of movement in a different way or they, there's resistance there. Maybe I'm not even going to use the word afraid, just there's resistance. I'm wondering if you could give us any words of encouragement or wisdom. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons that we didn't use dance in the title. Although, yeah, here, here's what's happening, though. I'm giving you some music. Yeah. And I'm going to encourage you to move your body <laughs> different ways to it. So that's going to be dance. And I've had... My evolution with this has been interesting too because I was so shy. I've been leading women in circles and we started just like talking and then I, I danced with this other group of women and I started saying, I feel like it would be really neat and I kind of want to try doing circle but also dance, like bringing these two things that I love together. But I was so nervous about what to call it and should I call it dance and is it dance but people are going to be so shy and no one's going to want to come because everyone's scared of dancing and um, 
And so I was, I've been really shy about saying what it is and I'm less shy about it now because I've done it yeah. more and people do respond really well to it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had a woman the other day that was like, I would love to come to one of these circles. Are they always going to include dance? Because I cannot stand that idea. And I said, yes, here's why, because we do get to this deep, amazing place, but mm -hmm. here's like, maybe it's not what you think. <laughs> like maybe yeah. it's not what, what do we think dance is? I don't know. And this is like, maybe, maybe as I talk, you'll have a better explanation, but I don't know what we think dance is or what it has to be. But a lot of us have in our heads, oh, I don't dance or I'm not a dancer. I'm blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I mean, basically my, we're human. Human yes. beings move. We move to beats and we always have moved with rhythm to rhythm. It's just always been there. So I don't, like, I don't, I don't buy that, I guess. And the way I try to, I feel like all of my work does a lot of bridging, forming bridges between worlds. So I feel like this is a great bridge for people that are, are thinking, I don't, I don't dance. No way. No way, no way. Because this is something else. It's, it's learning to listen to your body. It's like the back door into getting you to move and dance without really, without letting you just dangle off a cliff, right? So I'm going to... I'm going to guide you. I'm going to show you a bridge step-by-step step instead of just giving you some music and being like, go for it. Just dance, be free, you know, do whatever you want. Cause a lot of us, it's we've, when we've been stuck in a cage for most, for most of our adult life anyway, in terms of movement, you know, we open that door and you're not going to go very far outside of that cage. Mm -hmm. You don't remember for yeah. a lot of things. So I think sometimes dance can be a little bit like that. And sometimes it's like you're saying, there could be some emotions or some things that you don't want to listen to inside your body. So what I do so that it's not too overwhelming is to give you, to give you specific things to start listening to, little baby steps. Like listen to what if, I do a lot of what ifs, right? A lot of, let's be curious. How does it feel if you start moving your pelvis in this particular way? How does it feel if you, you know, because we talk about ideal shoulder function as well as, so I'll give you some kind of dancey explorations for finding shoulder support that's not all crunching your neck and shoulders all the time where you have tension. So we do a lot of that very grounded learning sort of stuff, but also it's exploring. It's exploring movement through with music. You don't have to call it dance if you're scared of that word, <laughs> but it's just learning in tiny little baby steps with so much handholding and guidance and a lot of if it doesn't feel right to you do find something that does like go or look around what i'm saying and look for something that feels can you seek out pleasure we're not used to seeking pleasure inside mm -hmm. our bodies yeah. that's another big thing that i'm big big on is because there's a lot of times where we feel uncomfortable in our bodies it's like okay that might be true and you might not like every day of the 30 days, you know, the 30 days that we work on, but you're going to find a few things that you can hang on to that say, hey, that actually feels interesting. And it helps with this, this, and this. Um, I don't know. What do you think? As someone that doesn't like dance or is a little nervous about it, does that help? Or yeah, it just I'm just reminded of like, I also used to say that I wasn't a very creative person. 
right? I don't, I'm not creative. I don't do art. And I like that comes from childhood and someone telling me, I'm just wondering, like, it's such a common thing for women in particular to say, I don't do dance. I don't do, I'm not creative. And the, the boxes that we're putting ourselves in, and I have been there. So I know this in both of these creativity as well as, as movement and what we are then not allowing ourselves to explore um, by having that, thought and I don't know where it comes from for you all listening I do know where it comes from for me I don't even know if it's this if we all have the same thing I just know it's a thing that many of us have maybe it's actually the pleasure maybe it's that's it like I just spoke to someone on the last podcast about um, sexuality and pleasure for women and how that's not a thing for most of us um, most of us are just like oh we're just too tired we're too this we're too that but like what if we got out of that box and explored our own pleasure, like for us? Um, and so, yeah, I just invite people who are listening to, <clears throat> you know, sign up for the Daily Movement Adventures, if you're listening later down the line, just to keep exploring these topics of like, what does it look like to get out of this box? Why are you putting in self yourself in a box of, I don't dance? Like, what if you didn't do that? What could that look like? Um, because what I know and what I've seen with working with Zoe, I've seen women explore. We all, there was a group of us, we all didn't like dance. We all closed our eyes. We all <laughs> turned out from each other and no one didn't enjoy their time and no one didn't reclaim something through that movement. There was not a single woman out there that was like, well, that sucks. I never want to do that again. We were all like, that was amazing. We finally let it go and found something. Um, so I encourage people to keep finding something and you're very good at helping, like you said, that bridge to find those spaces. Yeah. And I think, so this is reminding me of, cause dance is easy. Like this is all second nature to me. This is what I've existed in all my mm -hmm. life. And as an adult, trying something new is always tricky. So yeah. for example, we just got a piano for Christmas. Me too. I have not played piano since I was six. I played for a year and then I quit. Um, I would like my children to have music in their lives and we had a chance to do this. So we did it and I was freaking out. Like I was so uncomfortable in my body. I was freaking out. It was a big investment. And in the past I've tried to play guitar and I wanted to learn and I want to play and I love it, but I don't ever practice. And I was just like, this is a big investment. What if I don't practice? What if my kids don't do anything? What if, you know, just, I was overwhelmed and really nervous and scared. And I, I, who am I to play music? Like, I don't know anything about it. Who am I to play music? And so what was really helpful was my brother over the Christmas break, the house we were staying at had a piano. And so my brother was, he's big, he's a big musician. Um, Bryce, he like, produces um, a million instruments. So he sat down at the piano and he's like, oh, you could learn this song and it's just one of my favorite songs from the soundtrack of Amelie and I was like what do you mean I don't have to start with like twinkle twinkle little star <laughs> that's beautiful that's such a beautiful song and I love it what do you mean I could play it and he's like yeah here you go like you just sat me down and said here's this here you know just teaching me a few things yep. I haven't been able to stop since because I love the sound and I, I just listening to it is wonderful you don't have to start with the things that are obnoxious. Like you don't have to start your day moving with rote lunges or push-ups. Like it could be these beautiful little things that you're just like, oh, I could play this all day. I love the sound it makes. Yep. And so that was a big 
I don't know, just another realization. I think that's probably similar to other people trying movement for the first time or letting themselves doodle or draw when it's like, oh, I'm not an artist. I can't do that. It's like, well, we can all doodle and have fun and just explore and listen. So having a guide, my brother being the guide in this case, was was huge. And now, like, no one can stop me. If I don't get on the piano in the day, I'm like, oh, I got to get down. I, I don't want to miss my melodies and I'm, the song that I'm working on. Um, so I, I, maybe that will connect with, maybe some people feel a similar way to, to movement. Yeah, I, I think it's just, you know, going back to like the new year, it's for us to have these new ways of being, there has to be some connection and joy that they bring to then create the transformation to, to, to make you want to be with them. And so finding, finding your way to that and whatever you do, whether it's an eating, a new way of eating, like don't go get on the keto because you want to lose weight. Like you're not going to stay on it because there's no joy and connection. It's like head. It's very head. Like what about like, what does your body? Cause what I know from your movement is I wanted to be strong. I wanted to not have aches and pains. And what I found was I enjoyed the movement and as a like kind of a beneficial side effect, I didn't have the aches and pains and I got stronger, but I don't even know that that became the focus anymore. The focus was the like integration and the embodiment. Um, yeah. So again, check out Zoe, find out her links below. If you're listening and it's like March or April, hopefully she's going to do this again. Like I'm already in my head, like, and then she should do it in this month and this month. If she's not, just go check her out. I'm sure she's up to something else. Um, but I'm going to let Zoe get to her teaching. So thank you very much, my dear, for coming on today. Thanks, Julie. You're welcome.